The 31-year-old dirtbag. He hated dogs and babies, so it only made sense that women hated him. The last girl he dated was combatant against the incel community. He was not an incel. He was single by choice since Ashley left for New York two years prior. Still, he had an incel energy, especially when he said he hated dogs and babies. The idea of harming anybody or anything disgusted him. In fact, his life motto was keep your hands to yourself, your words in your mouth, and your thoughts in your brain, unless all those things are going to cure cancer. The motto arose from the verbal abuse his classmates put upon him for being a chubby teenager. He finally lost the weight just before turning 30. His skin was so jiggly and droopy that he had to have it surgically removed. The scar that remained along his waistline was a reminder of the man he once was and who he could become. Sitting before the television with a leftover slice of pizza, he flipped through the channels. Taxi Driver popped up on the screen. When he was 14, he used to love that movie. Scorsese's movies made him laugh at all the wrong moments. He could never forgive himself for laughing hysterically at Joe Pesci killing a man with a pen in casino. Now he sat, peeking at the screen through his fingers. The violence made him sick. He even gagged a little, looking to see if there was a nearby trash can. There was only Sparky's water bowl that she liked to drag around his parents' house. She was a rescue dog from the desert, so it only made sense that she would always want water nearby. The problem was that she spilled all the water onto the floor by the time she reached her destination. Sparky jumped onto the lap of the man with the scarred waistline and he kicked her to the ground. The whimper he heard reminded him of the first time he heard his baby sister cry. His mother stopped talking to him and ran over to the girl to make sure she was okay. He was left alone, not okay, forced to finish his puzzle with two hands instead of four. None of this would ever be known or understood by Sparky since she was just a dog after all. So she jumped onto the man's lap again, seeking solace in this deserted world. This time, the man let her sit. He pet her around her black and white checkered ears while Sparky licked his blue sweatpants over the crotchal region. When the man realized what she was doing, he kicked Sparky off the couch once again. This endeavor knocked the remote to the floor and changed the channel to an infomercial for a plunger that with every purge emits a vanilla scent into the air. The man changed the channel to a live feed of monkeys swimming from tree to tree. Still, something about the vanilla-scented shit made him sick. He gagged again, looking for somewhere to puke when he locked eyes with Sparky. Her eyes were the sun and the moon. Literally, one of her eyes could overshadow the other where it placed atop it. It made the man think of the first eclipse he saw with his father. This wasn't a very pleasant thought, though, for it reminded him of his father turning blind and how close he came to turning blind, too. One of the monkeys on screen was banging a coconut against a rock for its milk. The man became thirsty watching the monkey gulp it down. He hadn't drank milk since it was from his mother's tit. Growing up, his parents never had any in the house. They didn't trust science outside of the importance of breastfeeding, of course. When the dentist told them soda was rotting away their teeth, they drank the sugary, bubbly confection more than ever. That's just an example, at least. So no, no milk for the man, even in coconut, almond, oat, or cashew form. He went to stand up and walk to the kitchen for a glass of water when Sparky put her paws on his feet. No matter where he moved them, she put her paws down like an arcade game of whack-a-mole. As the man's frustration grew, he tried kicking the dog's paws away. This gave Sparky a strange strength and somehow emitted a scent of vanilla from her lapping tongue. It was almost as if her body suffered from the rubber band effect. Equal but opposite forces. I'm talking physics. Do I need to explain it to you? I hope not. I don't even understand what I'm saying myself. 
You're a crazy son of a bitch, you know that? said Sparky. The man looked down to find Sparky's jaw moving like Mr. Ed with peanut butter in his mouth. There was no peanut butter in the house, though. His mom was allergic. What's that? asked the man. How would you feel if you sat on my lap and I shoved you to the ground? I wouldn't sit on your lap. You're a dog. But what if I was a human? chewed Sparky. I wouldn't sit on anyone's lap. I respect personal space. You know, I sit on your lap because I love you. You don't know me, Sparky. I know the motto you live by, she said. It's a pretty good one. If you knew me, you'd know I hate babies and dogs. No, said Sparky. You love babies and dogs. You're just so afraid of letting us in because you don't know what you'll do if you get happy. I'm happy, said the man. No, you're not. You're the most miserable son of a bitch I ever met, and I'm from the desert. The man threw up in Sparky's water bowl. The force of his hurling jammed his elbow onto the remote and turned the television back to Taxi Driver. The scene on screen was bloody as can be. It brought tears to the man's eyes. Sparky came over and licked those tears. His face was her water fountain. Everything became clear to the man. He'd spent his whole life keeping his hands to himself, his words in his mouth, and his thoughts in his brain, but maybe being bottled up wasn't the solution. So he reached out his hand and grabbed Sparky's leash. Come on, girl, said the man. Let's go out. The title for The 31-Year-Old Dirtbag comes from the weedest song Teenage Dirtbag, and the reason I talk about incels is for two reasons. If you listen to the Phoebe Bridgers cover on uh, YouTube, one of the comments says it sounds like this is no longer a song for incels when she sings it. But also, I was not dating, but seeing, talking to a girl on Hinge who was very combatant against the incel community, which... It's a good thing to be incels if you don't know what they are, involuntarily celibate people. And they have potential if they congregate online to end up doing very violent, disturbing, disgusting things. Uh, you know how Minority Report works where basically you can, uh, you can predict someone's going to kill someone before they do? Well, she actually has this algorithm she uses to go on incel community forums and websites where she can kind of predict based on someone's behavior if they're going to commit violence, which is pretty crazy. And I, it stuck with me, and I was like, I have to write something about this, even if it's just a reference. But I don't hate dogs, and I don't hate babies. <laughs> I just was thinking of a very bitter man who did. Not a real one, just a person who might. And that's sort of where this comes from. The song, I mean, the, the song, I'm thinking about all these songs, I'm thinking about Phoebe Bridgers and Weedis, but... This uh, this story, I guess, really comes out of bitterness. I, I wrote it. I was really overtired. I was watching Taxi Driver with Oliver at like 6 a.m. And Taxi Driver is a very dark, dark movie. And it was putting me in a very dark place. And so that's kind of where the story comes from. It's this combination of the song Teenage Dirtbag, this girl who I was talking to who was combating against incels, this anger I was feeling for being up at 6 a.m. watching Taxi Driver. <laughs> but uh, despite the madness of it all, I wanted to end it on a positive note. You know, there's all this insanity with, uh, you know, the incel stuff and the Taxi Driver stuff and him going crazy with the uh, infomercial with the plunger and then the dog is talking to him. And so I wanted just to end it on him having this moment of clarity where he's like, oh, 
whatever. All this stuff is fucking nuts. I, I just got to calm down. And he looks at the dog and he's like, oh, this is the dog I'm taking care of. I'm going to go take it outside now. I'm going to be a normal thinking human being. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is the 31 year old dirtbag. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you enjoyed it, uh, the next story is the title story of this collection. Uh, my dog put cyanide in my cereal. Uh, I hope, uh, you are enjoying the recordings and that you are, uh, you know, enjoying the betterment as they go. If betterment is a word. Thanks for listening.